Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 8th of March and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's go straight away to the scores on the doors and of course last night was the first night of what used to be called the Humphrey Hawkins testimony when Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell heads up to Capitol Hill and uh, is grilled by Congress on rates, the inflationary outlook, interest rates, and of course the US economy. It did not go well. That is something to say today. We had the Dow Jones falling 575 points, or 1.72%, to 32,800 and 56. They had a high of up 22 and a low of 593 down. So closing pretty much on its lows. And uh, the NASDAQ fell 1.25%, 145 points, 11,530. The S&P 500 down 1.5% in the middle for Diddle, 62 points to 3986. So not good news for the US markets. Why, of course, is always the answer. Why did the US markets fall? Well, it did amounts to the fact that uh, Jerome Powell did turn all hawkish. Some of his words included, if the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we would be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. And this certainly suggested to some that, of course, the Fed, which meets on March the 21st to 22nd, could contemplate a 50 basis point rise. I saw one commentator on TV this morning saying, why don't they just do 75 points and get it done with rather than this boiling the frog in the cold water syndrome, which we've got at the moment. But certainly it does appear that the Fed could and would get more aggressive if the data would suggest they need to. As a result of this, we saw bond yields pushing higher again. Two-year yields went through 5%, 5.01, that was up 11.6 basis points, so suggesting that the US market is in store for higher rates in the short term. 10 years actually came off a smidge, uh, 3.966, down 1.7 basis points. The Aussie 10-year yesterday falling in terms of those yields back down to 3.696 after the RBA, of course, moved rates by 25 basis points. As a result of this, in terms of the US dollar, of course, that pushed the US dollar index up 1.2%. Bitcoin dropped 1.1%. The Aussie dollar had a bit of a shocker, I have to say, 65.87, down nearly 2%. So certainly commodities whacked around the head last night, big time. And we've seen that for the last couple of sessions, that resources have been well and truly on the nose BHP and Rio do go ex-dividend tomorrow as well. So those are big numbers coming out of the index. So that's just going to put more pressure on our headline index. The ASX Spy Futures closed last night down 60 points or 0.82. We did rally 36 points yesterday on the sniff of an oily rag or an olive branch from Phil Lowe as he uh, maybe uh, put in the pause potential 
for rates in this country. But um, that may have been a long bow, but we'll see. But uh, certainly yesterday wasn't a bad day, and it did leap after those RBA uh, 25 basis points and the commentary, which was all important, but giving it all away today, down 60 points. Looking at US stocks, we have Apple down 1.5%, Meta down 02 Google down 1.3, Microsoft down 1.1, Amazon down 0.2, Tesla down 3.2, Netflix down 1.1, JP Morgan down 2.9, Citigroup down 2.1, Goldman down 3.1, Bank of America down 3.2, Wells Fargo down 4.7, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, down 3.4%. ExxonMobil taking a tumble as well, down nearly 2%. General Motors down 1.8%. And Walmart down 1% as well. So the banks, which have been a source of strength in our market recently as resources have sold off, look as if they may uh, feel a little bit of the heat today of those sellers. We'll wait and see. But resources very much on the nose overseas. Commodity price-wise on the back of that stronger US dollar. Brent crude fell 3.6%, 3 $3.12, 83.21. WTI price fell 3.7%, $2.94 to 77.45 and the gold price fell $30.80 down 1.7% to a Waterloo 18.15 uh, for the US gold price. Uh, silver and platinum also falling over 4%. So some big big moves there in those commodities and precious metals in the base metals we also saw falls across the board. Copper down 2%, nickel down 1.6%, aluminium down 1.7%, zinc down 2.9%, lead down 1.5%, and ton down 0.7%. All this comes, of course, on the back of China as well over the weekend, being a little bit soft and Mr. Floppy in terms of the GDP forecast on target, um, around 5%. The market was assuming that it would go a little bit more aggressive, but certainly at the moment the, uh, the Cold War between the US and China very much uh, a frosty place. In uh, iron ore was up yesterday at 1.4%, so that may help. Coal steadied as well. Aussie stocks overseas, though, BHP ADRs down 2.9%. Rio down 2.9%. Freeport McMoran got clobbered down 6.1%. Alcoa down 6.6%. Tech down 4.04%. Anglo down 2.8%. Glencore down 4.6, Vale, Three Little Ducks, 2.22%, and Arbomile in the lithium space down at 3.1% there. So no good news there. Uh, Powell's comments last night really upset the apple cart. We did get some CrowdStrike numbers out after hours, uh, which looked a little bit better, which may help steady the ship, at least in the NASDAQ space, but uh, very much going to be a down day today. Uh, those numbers on Friday, we've got the U.S. jobs report out on Friday. If it shows a resilient labor market, uh, it will keep the Fed on their aggressive hiking cycle. The problem that the Fed has is that there is a huge proportion of mortgages and debt, not just mortgages, but company debt as well. I was reading this the other day, that during the record lows of interest rates, these guys have been pretty shrewd fix their mortgage rates and fix their debt for years to come. So you just raising rates doesn't actually really affect a large proportion of the US economy. So it is very much uh, pushing that uh, big 
stone up the hill. Um, in other news today, oh, well, that's uh, the US jobs report on Friday. They're expecting 225 jobs added last month, according to a survey on the uh, Wall Street Journal. And they uh, therefore they could see a bigger hike in rates at the March 21st, 22nd meeting. Beware the Ides of March. <clears throat> Stock pickers struggled in February, according to the Bank of America. Large cap active fund managers had their worst month since July 2022, which actually wasn't that long ago. Just 15% of growth managers beat their category index compared with 66% of value managers. Overall, 34% of managers came out ahead. I wonder people buy ETFs. In a note as well, researchers at the Institute of International Finance, they expect China's GDP growth to be 5.5% in 2023, mainly driven by consumption. Looking at local news, let's go through a few of the things making headlines this morning. Aventia Services Group holders Apollo and Simic. Looks like they have sold out of $180 million worth of $180 million shares by a fully underwritten block trade there. So uh, that's a couple of private equity players getting out. The Pegasus bid for Pushpay, PPH, has been extended till March the 13th. Uh, the buyout offer from Pegasus Bidco uh, has been extended to that date. Last week, the consortium failed to collect enough shareholder votes. Pegasus is offering $1.34 New Zealand per push pay share. We've got Brambles and Woodside trading ex-dividends today. Costa, Super Retail and Blackmores as well uh, trading ex-dividends. In research from the brokers out this morning, we've got Linus has been upgraded to overweight from neutral at JP Morgan. Linus has been under a bit of pressure recently on the back of concerns their WA plant won't be ready in time and their licensing conditions in Malaysia have not changed effectively. Also, there has been, of course, Tesla saying they won't be using rare earths in their electric motors. New Hope downgraded to neutral from a buy at City Megaport. Uh, yesterday celebrated the loss of its CEO, which hasn't hasn't done a sterling job in Megaport. So you would think they'd be celebrating and popping champagne corks. But the stock has been downgraded to neutral from outperform at Macquarie. And it has been downgraded to sector perform from outperform at RBC Capital. Stock fell 15%. No wonder it is a sector and a neutral from these two brokers. Macquarie has done some work on the Australian lithium sector. Just for a change, it's been looking at Atlantic Lithium. Uh, it has initiated Outperform. It's got an 80 cent price target. And Leo Lithium has been initiated Outperform. It's got a $1.35 price target. Piedmont Lithium has been initiated with an Outperform. I think they've just copied and pasted that. $2.10, the price target there. And Sayona has been initiated Outperform with a 30 cent price target. Yesterday, I did get a member's question asking what was in it for shareholders with an SPP with the share price uh, being offered at above the market price. Well, the answer is they're not doing an SPP. It was a strategic placement to a strategic investor above the market. So uh, there is no SPP with that one. Shareholders don't get to play in that one, I am afraid. And the news just breaking. It looks like car sales has gone into a trading halt pending an announcement regarding a material transaction and an entitlement offer. European Lithium has released this DFS for the Wolfberg Lithium Project, post-tax NPV, 
uh, about uh, 1.5 billion life of mine, 14.6 years. Uh, Neo Metals has completed a AACE Class 3 feasibility study on its vanadium recovery project. And just in terms of things happening at Marcus today, last night I released the On the Couch podcast with David Tudorhope from Macquarie Telecom. Uh, it's not an easy man to get hold of and not always very forthcoming in the media about the prospects from Macquarie Telecom. So that's certainly worth a listen to on the podcast. And I shall be on Ausbiz today at 12 o'clock on the call with my great friend Andrew Wyland and David Kosh, of course. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. As always, may the trading gods go with you. And the question of the day today, should the Fed just go 75 basis points and get the pain over with? Should the RBA do the same? Should central banks stop creeping around and talking about data dependency and just try and kill inflation once and for all with a nuclear strike? That's it. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.